Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talkin' Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, everyone, welcome aboard. We are up to episode 14. This is the Talk and Power podcast. I am here with Simon Gonzo Travellini. Now, I just want to apologize to everyone. I've had about five hours sleep in the last five days, and I just had three cans of Coke. So I'm going to start off talking really fast and being scattered, and then as the podcast progress, I'm going to slowly fall asleep. Frankly, I don't know how you're doing it. I really don't. Caught up obviously on Saturday working on the Camry and yeah I, I was I was I was bushed by the end of the day. So so the Camry we're at about the halfway mark. I think we had about eighty days to get it ready and we're at about the, the forty day mark. We're mm. actually we're into the thirties of, of what we've got left, I believe. Yeah, thirty eight yeah. days, something like that. 30, yep. 37 days. So um, and I think we've done most of the work in the last 48 hours maybe that's i reckon yeah that's been a fair bit <laughs> but it, it look it's looking like we've got a driving car now mm, yep. it's actually slower than when we started but but you know sometimes you've got to take some steps backwards before you move forwards <laughs> we do we do yeah well, we'll cover off on the camera a bit later on anyway so i want to i want to start up with um the internet got broken the last few days mm. the moitz team running uh, 558, um, unofficially the quickest uh, Australian door slammer pass ever. Yeah. Um, Zaps 563 was the, the previous, uh, well, that that's, that is the national record mm. because this was in testing. So, yep. you know, you can't set a record in testing. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, a lot of talk on the internet about, you know, were they on weight? Did they have the legal overdrive? Uh, when you've got two, arguably two of the best crew chiefs in the world, and God knows what they're paying them, um, flown over here. I think you'd be a bit of a fool to be running the car illegal. You'd want to run it legal so you can have the setup for the, the first race meeting. Yeah. Um, but this is where the, the, the question is, uh, what's legal today may not necessarily be legal tomorrow. Mm. Okay, so... I'm not a full bottle on the exact setup on that car. Uh, I've had people tell me that it runs a Turbo 400. I've had other people tell me that it's a, a B&J quick drive. I don't know what setup it's got, but I, I believe it's got a torque converter in it. Yeah, okay. Right? Okay, so yep. there's, there's two two things in the torque converter deal that, um, you know, like I said, might be legal today, not necessarily legal tomorrow. So the first thing is a lockup clutch. You're allowed to, in Australia, run a lockup clutch in a torque converter. Yeah. Okay? But you're only allowed to apply it once, just like the lockup clutches with the manuals. Okay? 
Um, Stevie Fast listening to his car when he was running uh, in you know Bahrain or wherever it was uh, over there in the Arabian Drag Racing League. It sounded as though he was locking the clutch up, then releasing it, and then locking it up again. Yeah, right? okay. That isn't allowed in Australia. Mm. The next thing is, and this is something that I don't often talk about because really at the end of the day, I still consider myself to be a racer, even though I haven't raced for a while. Yeah. And this kind of technology is, is stuff that, you know, I sort of, like I develop stuff like this, but I yeah. don't really share it with anyone. <laughs> so, so there is this thing, this emerging technology that's, been out for a while and it's called a converted dump okay mm. now the way it works is it it alters the flow in the converter circuit and by altering the flow in the converter circuit you also alter the uh, pressure in the converter circuit because the flow and pressure are sort of interconnected so by doing that you can have an effect on the torque multiplication and also the stall speed of the converter, okay? Now, let's say that you were altering that on the run. Now, I'm not going to say that the next level would be to have somehow have the ability to alter that linked with the tyre speed. Oh, right? I am. Okay, now I'm not saying that, that anyone's doing that, right? <laughs> Either here or anywhere else in the world. But if you are altering the converter as it's going down the track, right? If you're using a dump valve or, or several dump valves or altering the pressure or flow of that oil, mm. that's kind of, well, it's not kind of, it's the same as being able to alter the clutch as the car goes down the track. Yeah, okay. Right? So imagine being able to change the, so, so on a clutch you've got, uh, two forms of adjustment, and then you've got a third, which is lockup. So the the adjustment is in what they call the base, which is how much pressure. So mm. if you can imagine, that's how if you were pushing down on the pedal, it's almost ha how hard it is to push on the pedal. The more base, the harder it is to push on a pedal. Yep. Like in the old days when we used to put like a one ton of clutch in our cars, mm. that one ton referred to how many pan pounds or how many tons clamping force so a, a, a thousand kilos one ton of clamping force 2400 roughly uh or 2.2 2204 yeah. pounds clamping force right so it's like that's one adjustment that's your, your uh, base mm. and then you've got your centrifugal which is the counterweights right so it's like being able to adjust that while you're going down the track now i don't know if that would be if the other races would kind of, you know, say, yeah, we're cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that they're doing that, right? I don't think there's anyone at Andra that would even understand a converter dump, yeah. let alone be able to police it. Mm. You know, it, it, I mean, I, I can look at the data and say, yeah, see that curve? <laughs> it doesn't do that by itself, you know? But anyway, it's food for thought. So we've got that out of the way. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Gone skis. Um, uh, the next thing I want to talk about. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, did you want to talk licensing? Oh, yeah. You know, I nearly forgot about it. Okay. So we've been rabbiting on about the changes to VSB 14 and so on and so forth um, since, well, 
geez, it's been a few months now, mm. and 180 kilowatt per tonne, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turns out, Nick, that not just some, but a lot of the people at the Department of Transport, um, and this is at various levels of state government, this is, I, I felt quite humbled by this, to be honest, mm. listen to our podcast. Does Rita listen? I don't know if Rita does, but I think Rita pays someone to listen and do notes, oh. give her a summary. Okay. Probably while she has a coffee in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so um, I was approached. He, he uh, you know, at the, let's just say he would prefer to remain anonymous. Yep. And I'm going to use journalistic privilege to... Uh, to not disclose any details on it. No, that's fair enough. But I was, I was approached by one of the people. Mm. Um, he, he said that, you know, I'll just kick it off by saying that he said that uh, he thought a lot of what we said or say in the podcast um, was good and true. Mm. Um, but he also said that a lot of it was uh, ill-informed and incorrect or, or, you know, in layman's terms, Yeah. <laughs> think that may have been the actual word that he used to be oh, honest okay. but yes. anyway so the reason that all these changes are afoot which was this this is really what i wanted to talk about tonight the reason that all these changes are happening is because of right so what's happened is um i'm, I'm not going to disclose this guy's name i don't even know this guy's name to be perfectly honest but we're just going to refer to him as okay mm. so this has uh put an application in to put an LSA engine in his early Commodore, right? I don't know what, what model it was, VK, VH, whatever it was, right? Mm. And it got knocked back. Now, the way, for those of you that don't know and haven't modified cars, uh, the system that we had in place from when I started back in uh, 1989 was that you were allowed to increase, like they, they figured out that, um, well, we've got to keep, some sort of control on the power that we allow them to put in these cars um, just so it looks good in the public eye, okay? So they used to say, well, you're allowed to increase the capacity by 50%, right? So a, uh, a V6 Capri, which was a popular conversion, that had a three-liter engine. So you could go to a four-and-a-half-liter, which was a 289, mm. okay? So similarly, if you had a... Um, uh, 202 Tirana, uh, you could put a 253 in it. So yep. like LCLJ, okay? So they got reduced a while back to, to 25%, right? And then they had factors for if it was turbocharged or supercharged or whatever. So going by that 25% rule with a supercharger on the um, LSA engine, it doesn't fit in, in a Commodore that came out with a 5-litre right? Under the 25% plus all the factors. Mm. So what this guy did was he kept reapplying with different engines, right? And he managed to get the application approved with an Audi turbocharged 4-litre V8. They, they rubber stamped it. Now, I've got to tell you, I've built an adapter to go from an Audi-based engine, right, to a turbo style of turbo 400 style transmission okay not the easiest thing on the planet to do mm, <laughs> right? i can imagine and and whether you could fit one of those engines in a commodore engine bay 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd have a crack, but but uh, it'll be interesting where it ends up because it is designed to go in a car where uh, it sits in front of the front axle, yeah, right, because they're four-wheel drive mm. the Audi. So anyway, so he then took his approval and then all the ones that he's been knocked back on and took it to the ombudsman, right? And his his reasoning was that the four-litre twin-turbo engine makes the same or more power than the LSA. So thereby, by the government approving it, by the Department of Transport approving the four-litre, they should theoretically be able to approve the LSA. This was based on horsepower, yep. right? But we never used to look at horsepower. We used to look at the capacity. Mm. And then if it was turbocharged or supercharged, we had a factor that we added into the capacity. So because of this one um, they got the Department of Transport got dragged over hot coals and, and told, you know, your system is broken. So yeah. they've had to go through the system again. So really, this is a case of, of one person spoiling it for everyone else, mm. right? So nothing, from this person's perspective, nothing's really changing, okay? The 180 kilowatt per tonne uh, reference is, is uh, it's interesting because it's a scale that is going to change dependent on the age of the vehicle, yeah, okay. Right. So what they've done is they've said, well, the most powerful power to weight ratio of this era is this. Then if you move to a more modern vehicle that has airbags, ABS, it moves to this and so on and so forth. So in 2020, if something comes out that's got, you know, whatever, um, and the power to weight ratio is deemed to be higher, well, then the power to weight ratio application will be higher again. Yeah, okay. But before we get to this stage, there are two more uh, things that are going to occur, okay? And this is where it's very important that if this affects you and you are going to modify a car or you have plans to in the future, um, you need to actually do something when the this occurs, okay? So right now... It's getting reviewed internally, mm. right? So all the people that are involved in it at a government level are all passing comment. Then it goes to the industry. Unfortunately, in Western Australia, they consider the MTA and the RAC to be the industry, yeah. which, you know, they're going to pass comment. Obviously, they're wowzers, and they're going to, especially an insurance company, like, what do you reckon an insurance company is going to say? Yeah. They're going to say, oh, we think it should be five kilowatt per tonne. <laughs> right? yep, yep. So then the last stage, which is the important part for all of us, is that it goes to public comment. Mm. Now, <clears throat> this is the new system that the government's got in place. It's not just, you know, like the McGowan government, but it's, it's mm. that something happened along the way and they follow this process. Someone came along, some advisor, and said, you need to follow this process. So it goes through these three stages and then it gets put forward to legislation, right, with the recommendations. So those recommendations are made up of their own department, the industry, in this case, RAC, uh, MTA, and the public, right? So you got to get on the government websites 
not you know not just Department of Transport. This happens across the board. And keep your eye out for this stuff. Yeah, okay. And and when the opportunity comes, you've got to write in and you've got to say, hey, listen, I don't think this is right. I don't think it's fair, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it all made a lot more sense when this guy explained it mm. to me. And I was grateful, you know, I said to him, mate, I'm really, really happy that you approached me. Um, you know, it's uh, I can understand how this came about. And and if you think about it, it, it it's logical yeah. because... Someone pushed and pushed and pushed for their own device. Uh, they've created this problem. So we could have gotten away with a lot of stuff before mm. because we were just looking at the capacity. We weren't, weren't looking at the horsepower output. Now we've been forced into this situation where we're looking at yeah. the horsepower output. So, so that's it. That's where we're at with it. Okay. Well, that's thanks for that update. And I was a, we're appreciative of that person that called you, even though we can't say his name or her name. I, I, we actually met. It was it was actually oh, like really? yeah yeah they they got in contact with me and they said you know I'd like to catch up they wanted to do it face to face which I thought was that's even better yeah yeah, well, yeah no no so, look there's people within the Department of Transport that uh, don't agree with these changes mm. they um you know I think the problem with the world right now is we've got too much of this PC bullshit yep right and you know there there is always gonna be laws that are, are uh, not right and there's always going to be morals that are not right mm, yeah. <laughs> so so you got to decide which one you want to follow if you want to follow the letter of the law or what is genuinely mm. right or wrong so yeah. you know we'll see what happens i know that when it goes to public comment i mean i'm, I'm hopeful that you'll be able to keep an eye on this and we can inform mm. the public yeah. of it yeah um but you know it is what it is at the end of the day. GM is canning internal combustion engines. Is uh... this is breaking news? To be honest, this only broke overnight uh, our time. So this is this is fresh off the the press. This one here. So all you LS guys, you're screwed. Sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's the. They're going to be GEs now. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> now I'm way ahead of the curve on this one. Mm. Nick. I'm way ahead of the curve because because I've been thinking about this Camry, and you know, like I, I reckon, I reckon that we need uh, we need a bit more power than what I'm planning. So I think we should be going hybrid. We should strap, I don't know, strap a starter motor to each wheel or something. <laughs> you know, mate, fill a boot full of batteries, just <laughs> smash a hundred volts in one of those twelve volt starter motors. You're gonna to go up. Uh, well, I've done a bit of in research into that today, and it's it's not the most uh, cost-effective way of doing things. But anyway, I, I don't know if I've been led up the garden path on lithium-ion batteries, but uh, yeah, it's kind of shocked me. It's yeah, so so Nick's gone to get some prices on batteries, right? So these batteries are, are like you know car batteries, but they're lithium-ion, and they came back with a price of two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars each. Yeah, and then another mob came back at well, yeah, they could do them for fourteen hundred. Wow, so, yeah, that, that that's a big price difference. Mm, it so. is, yeah, it's huge. I would have gone back to the first mob and said, uh, "Hey, dude, the dudes up the road can do it six hundred yeah. bucks cheaper." Yeah, well, we won't we won't mention names. We won't mention names. <laughs> anyway, so um, I guess the writing's on the wall now. I I predicted when we started doing these podcasts that in twenty years' time, right? So. So two thousand and twenty seven no, two thousand thirty seven. Mm. 
um, we won't have cars at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, they're talking electric, full electric by when? Two thousand and forty. Two thousand and forty. Three years off. Oh, well, oh yeah, but hang on, they're still going to have wheels. Yeah. I, I don't reckon we're going to need wheels by then. I it's think it, GM's behind the eight ball. <laughs> it's interesting. This was just the vice president coming out saying this over overnight. It obviously hasn't gone past the board or any sort of, you know, check off. But if that's the 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 GM directive, well, executive vice president, <laughs> um, he'll be putting that in front of the board, no doubt. Well, in the meantime, NHRA Clay Milliken, mm, what an awesome run! New ET record for top fuel. This makes him the quickest man on the planet, I believe. It does. Do you want to hear? I, I do, but before we oh, before sorry. we go into that, uh, we're going to be in line now with the US, so people will be able to compare our ETs on a worldwide uh, uh, platform. That's correct. Because yeah. uh, uh, now this has got nothing to do with Andrew. You have to remember that the the ch- chunder, uh, sorry Thunder four hundred people. <laughs> Uh, uh, not Andra. They're not IHRA. They're they're uh, they could be somehow linked to ACDC. <laughs> Thunder. Anyway, so uh, the Tony Wedlock um, he has announced that uh, due to growing concerns over uh, the um, the tracks mm. uh, that we race at, um, that they've decided to shorten the racing distance for top fuel to a thousand feet to bring it in line with the rest of the world now you know kumanan has got plenty of braking area yeah i mean something pretty bad would have to happen um Mm. you know but i guess say it is what it is it doesn't affect me i don't drive a top fuel car so (laughs) you don't have plans to do it one day no 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 i'm okay i don't even think when i'm 80 i'd be old enough to drive a dragster Chris, what's his name? Chris Karamasas. Yeah, oh, he's he's eighty plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's still racing. Down. Nah, hasn't hasn't. Well, they're only racing with thousand foot yeah, anyway. So that's you know, true. He's only got to hold his breath for three seconds or something. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, let's let's get on it. So yeah, well, next time you go to the the drags, there's a lot of things changing here, like uh, yeah. the auto shutdown system. Um, uh, they haven't made it mandatory, but I'm sure it's going to happen. Mm. I guess what's what ultimately all this means is that it's going to be more and more expensive to run. Yeah, you know, of course. But uh, I guess safety comes first. Mm. Um, so yeah, get back onto the NHRA. So yeah, Clay Milliken, Let's quickest have a man on the planet. Let's have a listen to this. Yep. You're going to have to run 367 if you want the pole, or better. Brittany's car didn't make it. Oh, 3.6, 3, 1, 330 miles an hour. Hey, Gateway, that's the quickest run in the history of the sport. That's a new national record. 3.631, 330 miles an hour. Clay Milliken throws down 2.90 seconds at the eighth mile, 294 miles an hour, and nobody I mean, nobody has ever run that quick in a top fuel car. For Doug Stringer, for David Grubnick, for Great Cliff, Parts Plus, the University of Northwestern Ohio, that's throwing down on Friday night. 
that was a Friday night, obviously, as you just heard then, uh, in, in practice. So, yeah, it was great to see Clay Milligan after he's winning his first NHRA uh, meet earlier on in the year after the tragedy of, of um, two years ago when his son passed away. It was really good to see him do that. Yeah, it's been a long road for Clay Milligan. Clay Milligan was IHRA multiple, yeah. multiple IHRA champion. And he has been running NHRA for so many years and just gotten nowhere. Mm. So it's uh, really a big, big step in the right direction. Big yeah. move. Pretty impressive numbers, really. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no no doubt about it. He didn't help him through eliminations, however. Steve Torrance went on to win. He's really striking up some wins now, Steve Torrance. Consistency, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the consistency. Yeah. Uh, good to see Ron Caps win one. Yeah. Been yep. a while since we've seen Caps in the winner's circle. Yep. So Ronnie's won one. Greg Anderson as well has come runner yeah. up for the last few meets. So yeah. it's good to see yeah. him have a win. My, Greg will always be my all time favourite in uh, pro stock. He's so cool. And, He's cool. And, and, and you know, like, <laughs> he'll, he'll win an event. And he just plays it down like, you know, we struggled a little bit in qualifying and uh, you know, we had a few problems. We had to change the motor out. Uh, but, you know, yeah, this is a good win. Good win for our sponsors. <laughs> he's, 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 um, he's, he's great for the sport. And I'll tell you what, he's into his 50s now. Oh, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. He's been and around. He still looks pretty good for yeah, his age. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as Lee Beard. No, no, no. <laughs> With the no, best no hairstyle. No one has Lee Beard hairstyle, that's for sure. Anyway, let's get on to Pro Mod. So it was uh, it was a good event uh, in qualifying for the blower cars, but not so good after first round. <laughs> so, so. No, it wasn't. It went it went awfully pear-shaped after the first round. I mean, if you're a Mike Castellana fan, and I am, and also Stevie Fast, it was a disastrous first yep. round, almost as bad as Kimi Raikkonen and uh, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, for Ferrari. Um, it, so, yeah, Mike uh, Castellana top qualified with a 571. And Steve Jackson was second uh, with a 571 also with a 9. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, Castellana will stood, touched the wall, got out of shape. And, and Stevie Fast, he, he cherried. He red lit or the, the smallest of red light. Well, it's not the, the smallest of red lights, but he ran. You know how that red light was the fastest ET of the meet? Mm. Mm. Hell red of a way to yeah. uh, waste it. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so on the subject of Stevie Fast, mm. uh, the Killing Time Racing uh, team, they've seemed to piss the duck off pretty bad, hey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened, but it, see, it seems as though uh, Steve Shuler, is that how you pronounce it? No, nah, Phil, Phil, Phil Shuler. Sorry, Phil Shuler. But they're cool. Shul Fuller. Shul Fuller, yeah. Who's the crew chief on... Uh, Oh, one of the Schumacher cars now. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Well, it was Tony's car. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he tried to get into the event for free. Look, I think I, I don't know how much Duck is making of this as a bit of a stunt, a stunt. But he was pretty, pretty pissed off this he, morning. He looked pretty pissed off. Yeah, he looked do, pretty pissed off. Do, do you want to have a listen? Oh yeah, yeah. I, wanna, gonna... I could listen to this all day. <laughs> And I'm gonna. Have I don't to know. Do you, yeah, yeah. How are you gonna play this? this... I, I'll have to go th uh, go out and put beeps in afterwards. It's just gonna be one long beep. <laughs> it's pretty much from start to let's finish. Let's have your <laughs> together when you roll up to <laughs> gate. Let's have some cash to get in. How about that? Okay. If you can afford all... now, if you want to pull off a valve cover or a rocker arm and leave it at the gate, that's fine. If you need to sell off a nitrous bottle or a blower belt or whatever you gotta do to get through the. And that's what you got to do. 
Don't come rolling up here, poor mouthing us at the gate, and then call up like we're treating you like some kind of criminals. You don't want to try to get through the gate without paying. Not us. Uh, seven months to come up with like four fucking dollars. Killing time racing in bad. That's some grudge racing, no time shit right there. Phil Schuler, when you lose a bet, I'll PayPal ready, PayPal ready. You ain't got 37 cents to get through the gate. Now let's get together. Get Steve Jackson over here, get this bill paid. This ain't no no time. I really look. I, I love the duck. I think he's great for the sport. But I really do question when you you, you alienate one of the biggest names in the sport. I, I understand where he's coming from, but surely it could have been handled in a little bit more diplomatic fashion. Uh, look, I get the feeling that um, you know. Look, we've all jumped on the Stevie Fast bandwagon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, his popularity because we're all talking about him has grown to the point where maybe the guys from Killing Time. Uh, you know, Phil and, and uh, Stevie, maybe they think they should be getting paid appearance money. Unfortunately, I've seen promoters do this before. Back in the Ravenswood days, you could argue that Zap was the reason that nearly everyone went to Ravenswood. Mm, you know, because, yep. I mean, the calibre of that car in terms of its performance was so far in front of anything that was around at the time mm. uh, you know so he never asked for appearance money but he did say to Gary once that um, you know you use me on the TV ads could you give me some you know free entry you know which yeah. I didn't think really was really a big deal you know what mm. I mean in those days it was like a hundred bucks yeah. you know so Phil uh, so sorry Phil so uh, Gary took him off the ads yeah, right. That, that, was, that, was, the his, that was, that was the solution. The so I think this is exactly the same. Yeah. Now, was there any grudge racing at this event? There will be. It hasn't happened yet. This, oh, so is, this, this is still the lead up to No Mercy 8. Right. By the time you're hearing this podcast, it'll be well underway. It's the actual uh, eliminations commence on Friday evening, go through to Saturday, and then Sunday as well. So, But there are grudge races locked in for Wednesday and Thursday. Yep, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, yeah. So I know next podcast will give you a full review of that. This is one of my favourite races of the year. This and <laughs> Lights Out really does um, really uh, spark some interest. So uh, if you're going to the event and they play the national anthem... Oh, yeah. Don't kneel. Do not <laughs> kneel. <laughs> because you will be dragged... <laughs> We, we, can we quote him? Can yeah, we quote, him? Oh, you quote, we quote away. Quote? We're allowed to quote, aren't we? Let's quote. Let's quote. This is Donald Long in regards to... The duck. The, yeah, yeah, the duck. In regards to... I mean, I guess it... it, it let's fill in the story here. Um, in recent times in the NFL, in the last couple of weeks, a number of players have knelt during the National Anthem. Now, the NFL have... Now, now this is this is... Because of the Black Lives Matter. Me personally, I think all lives matter. Mm. Right? Yep. Black, white, yellow, green, whatever. That's right. But, um, you know, they have taken it upon themselves. Now, uh, me, I, I feel that uh, particularly in such a patriotic country as America, um, you, disrespecting the national anthem, disrespecting the flag, mm. it's probably not the smartest thing to do. No, that's right. <laughs> Particularly if you're in one of the southern states. That's, that's correct. Now, for those that don't know, the, the No Mercy 8 
is in South Georgia. Mm. Actually, (laughs) South Georgia Motorsport Park. It's pretty south. (laughs) So I will quote the duck here. This is verbatim. If you kneel at the national anthem at Noma AC8, we'll drag your beep ass (laughs) out of the gate. Just remember, every American has the right to denounce their U.S. citizenship and move. I say to get stepping. <laughs> Promoters and track owners, anyone caught kneeling for the national anthem should be banned from every drag strip in the country. And then lastly, this was his last uh, comment. If you're watching the live, sorry, the free live feed and we're playing the national anthem, stand your effing ass up and get <laughs> off the couch. So he hasn't been backwards in coming forwards. No, there. no, and, and neither have the NASCAR brigade. No, that's they, correct. They, yeah. they have uh, backed Donald Trump 100%. They have, yep. So Richard Petty came out this week and said, anyone that don't stand... Now, this is verbatim, so oh, my apologies, but anyone that don't stand up for the national for the anthem ought to be out of the country, period. What got them where they are at? The United States. Yeah, so yeah, if you didn't understand that, Nick just quoted it in Hillbilly. <laughs> it's it's a dialect that they use he's in the America. <laughs> Richard Childress, he's um, he he's an owner of another team. Um, he was quoted as saying, that anyone he's, th- "He's also a very very rich person. <laughs> he's, he's extremely rich. <laughs> the owner he's, of another team. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll get you a ride on a Greyhound bus." <laughs> Anyone that works for me should respect the country we live in. So many people gave their lives for it. This, this is, is America. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And yep. uh, Penske team said, it's an issue we've never faced and don't anticipate facing. So I don't know what that means, but I guess they have already told their team that they are to stand. Yeah. So Donald Trump actually came out and said earlier in the week that he was proud of NASCAR and its supporters and the fans. Um, they don't put up with disrespecting our country and our flag. They said it loud and clear. So um, clearly they really got behind, NASCAR got behind Donald Trump um, and so was the duck as well. Yeah, well, you know, I I understand the movement Mm. and we've seen similar things here on the East Coast. You know, some of the police deaths were just unbelievable. Yep. Uh, You know, like that... um, the uh, the kid with the plastic knife that mm. got gunned down on the beach, mm. but it's not a reason to disrespect your country. No, that's you know right. what I mean. You yeah. want to disrespect the police, mm. you've got an issue with them, but not the flag. No, that's right. You know, not the national anthem. So, yeah, it's it's. I think it's good. I, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I have had a, a bee in my bonnet about that whole kneeling thing. So. The, the only reason why I brought it up is I wouldn't normally bring up something like that, but it's playing into motorsports or it's 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 people using, uh, I guess, motorsports or it, that sports sort of... Sports in general. In general, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting how the NFL... Yeah, but this is the same... Um, you know, I don't think there's a place for any of this in sport. Mm, Sport's no. about sport. Yep. Right? Yep. So, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Formula One. Yes. Malaysia. Yeah, devastating race. I had to turn the TV off and go bury my head in the sand. 
It's for Ferrari fans, myself included. It's basically the the end. Oh, look, two thousand and seventeen is cooked. It, it it wasn't a good race for anyone because if you wanted to see one of the Red Bull cars win, mm. it'd be our, our main man Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, you know, at the stripe, Verstappen. Probably ran the race of his career. He did, yeah. His twentieth <laughs> birthday he turned twenty that day, and he did. He ran the race of his life. I, I, I would, you know, he outqualified Daniel as well, um, and he outmuscled Lewis by lap four, and really showed him a clean set of hills. And Lewis wasn't really able to challenge. Nearly um, thirteen seconds yeah, in front. Yeah, it's a substantial lead. Um, Bit of an ego blow for old uh, Lewis Stallone. Oh, would be. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And um, Did he blame anything? Was he on the radio going, my car, it's not It's not fast enough. It's, <laughs> there's something wrong. He did at the end of the race say that he, they, he didn't think they had the pace uh, all weekend long. So, you know, I guess... It, was it the spinners that he had fitted? <laughs> they had some... They had some... It's funny you should say that. They had some body modifications done for this particular race. <laughs> They did have some body mods done. Did he get a new tattoo? Was it that? No, I don't think no? so. No, 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 no. I don't Has think he got that. a new grill? <laughs> That's a teeth grill in case you're not watching the video. Anyway, it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting race. <laughs> it was, it was, it was interesting. It was probably one of the better races of the year, to, to be honest, but just the result was so disappointing. And then the... Look, the disaster it, of Ferrari. Yeah. Just now, worse. now, just before we, you know, go too far with with that, mm. right? At the end of the day, Sebastian Vettel, mm. he, he started like last. <laughs> he just about last. started from the pits. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was the, yeah, the final position on the grid. He worked his way up to fourth, mm. right? Yeah, now, yeah. in Formula One, that is incredible because overtaking opportunities. You know, a, a few and far between. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, if he had been up there, mm. you know, it would have been a completely different outcome. But I have serious concerns, however, for their the damage that they sustained at the end of the race with his collision with Lance Stroll on the cool down lap. That I I have concerns that they've damaged the gearbox, so they might need to take another grid penalty if they got to change that gearbox. Oh, geez, they need to change those rules. Those rules are so stupid. We've been complaining about it all season. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a serious collision between him and Stroll. I'm not going to point the finger. I actually think Vettel was to blame, in my opinion. But Stroll's whacked him right at the end, well, on the cool-down lap. And that looked, to me, looked like some serious damage to the gearbox. And I reckon they're up to their maximum gearbox changes as well. So... It's not looking good. So, Nick, I've got to ask you... You obviously heard about Hass. I don't know if this is legit or if I'm being led up the garden path here. But Hass, Gene Hass, that is, or Hass, the Hass Racing Team, have invoiced. I'm going to read it out. The clerk of the course of the Sepang International Raceway Circuit in Malaysia for damage sustained to their number eight car. Roman Grosjean's car, that is, due to a faulty track condition, loose drain cover during free practice, free practice two to be exact. Do you know how much they've sent an invoice for? I do. $295,000. Now, I've got to say, Nick, that's probably about how much a wheel nut costs for one of those things. <laughs> I, I was... 
I don't know, as I said, I don't know if I've been had here, but this is, I've seen it come across this invoice. Not that it, they sent me the invoice, but it was on, <laughs> it was on social media. It looks legit to me. It looks legit, but I, I don't know if it's, I can't vouch for its uh, authenticity, but it looks, it looks the real deal to me. $295,000 for damage sustained to that car. While we're talking, we'll just finish off with Formula One. You know, we were actually blocked on our YouTube channel for content in our last podcast. You want to finish with that? I wanted to talk about Aston Martin. <laughs> oh, no, no, we'll, we'll continue on with that. But no, I, um, yeah, I, the, the reason why our last video took a few extra days to get online was because every time I put it up there, it got blocked. So then I made some changes and put courtesy of Sky Sport, but no, they weren't happy with that. Sky Sport took exception to us using some of the um, imagery from the uh, Singapore Grand Prix. Well, can you blame them? Have you yeah. ever watched Sky Sport? It's shit. <laughs> so, so they'd be shitty that we're getting better ratings than they are. <laughs> anyway, as um, this has led us to, you know, basically we've had to make amendments to our Formula One coverage on the podcast now. So Improvise. Um, we have to yeah, improvise. Improvise. So if you're watching the video, this will actually be quite funny, but... We've got this whiteboard. <laughs> That's the highlights there of the okay, Malaysian so I'm, I'm going to stand up here, right? I'm just going to have to move this microphone just so I can, I can uh, direct everyone to this. Okay, so what we've got here... I don't know if this is going to go around here. Here we go. There we go. What we've got here, this is this is Kimmy's car at the start of the race. So that was it was cooked. Right. So that, that that's the and all the that, I haven't drawn the crowd cheering. I don't know what they were cheering about. No, that, that pissed me off. Something cheering. Anyway, there's Sebastian. See the back of the car smashed. Yeah. It's at the <laughs> end of the race. It was at the end. And <laughs> this is Verstappen <laughs> giving the thumbs up there. So the there you go. Race. So to all of our Formula One fans, I'm sorry we can't bring you the Sky, the Sky footage, but you will have to do that from now on. We we'll have to draw some pretty pictures. I was going to get the kids to draw, but I thought no, I'll do that. I think the kids would have done a better job, to be honest. Yeah, with that. That's terrible. That picture of Sebastian is shocking. It's still better than the, the, the Sky coverage, that's for sure. Make more sense from it. <laughs> Uh, what do you want? Anyway, so Red Bull yeah. is partnering up with Aston Martin. Mm. Now, I thought this was going to be a little bit more substantial than what what it actually what they've actually come forward with. It's just a naming rights thing. It's like what, you think they were going to get motors off of it? Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, because Aston's regarded like Ferrari as, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so yeah, basically, they've already had... The, the badge on the car somewhere. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah on the nose the cone. On the wings. On the nose cone. Yeah, yeah on yep. the nose cone. There you yep. go. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and apparently Red Bull was was involved in designing the uh, hypercar, the Aston Martin hypercar. Yeah, yep, What yep. do they call it? The Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. It's not a... It's, it's quite a nice looking car, but as I said, I thought this has fallen short of what what my expectations were. I was expecting a, an actual engine development from Aston Martin, but yeah, but you know, Nick, those Formula One engines, right? They're, they're all forms of motorsport, the engines are very, very specific to the application. Mm. Like, for example, a top fuel engine. Yeah. Okay. We've seen it happen where the teams like uh, Schumacher, Force. 
uh, they build their own engines. Yeah. Okay. The design's still, you know, not really that different to a Brent Anderson or a, mm. a TFX or a, 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 I've forgotten the other guy's name now. <laughs> Keith Black? No, 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 no. Um, uh, used to be the crew chief, Alan Johnson. Oh, Alan Johnson. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, but but they buy the tooling, they buy the machines, the CNC machines, and you know, they start producing them because I guess they burn through so many parts that it's cost effective. Mm. But the design of the engine is still based around that, you know, yeah. Hemi. It's it's a very specific billet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. It's not really a matter of someone like Aston Martin saying we're going to build Formula One engines. It's a matter of someone gets a Formula One engine and copies it pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you've got all this uh, energy regeneration and collection mm. technology, which is probably where a bulk of the uh, R and D effort goes into it yeah. now, because the yeah. actual engine itself doesn't really do a lot. Yeah. I think the the job of the engine these days is to tie the back of the chassis up with the gearbox that holds the rest of the suspension. <laughs> it's kind of a link. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're Structural right. member. There you go. But I think we'll see more of that in Formula 1. We've already seen it, like Targ Hoyer and, and the watch branding being used as the, the engine name, but really, at the end of the day, it's just just the branding exercise, isn't it? Well, really? you know what? Uh, the smart car, mm. right? So smart stands for... Uh, Swatch Mercedes Art, apparently. Yeah, okay. Right? So, why doesn't Merck run Swatch Motors? Oh, yeah. Hey? I can see. There you go. Yeah. You see where I'm going with this? I do. I do. <laughs> anyway, Formula One. So, that's Formula One done and dusted. Yep. So, the next race, they're off to... Where are they off to? They're off to Japan, Suzuka. The MotoGP is off to Japan as well for the next race. All right, so V8 supercars. Yeah, not a hell of a lot to talk about. No, there, there is, get... Nick. There is. There no, is. I didn't <laughs> want to run with this one, but I, I think, yeah, all right. Yeah, let's run with it. All right, let's, so let's do it. it's Red Bull, okay? It's not Red Bull bashing. We, we, it's, it's, it's unconfirmed it's, that it's Red Bull, but we Red, believe it's Red, Red Bull. Red Bull won the Formula One. Now we're on to the V8 supercars. Yeah. Okay, so. There's been some discussion about the harnesses, mm. right, and their legality, yep. right? So, anyone that's ever used the um, twist lock style, I think they call them a cam lock. Mm-hmm. Is that the, yep. the correct yep. uh, terminology? So, so the way it works is the crutch strap, yep, right, uh, has the uh, locking mechanism on it, and you buckle all of the belts in. Right, so if you pull one apart, which I've I've fixed them in the past, which I don't think you meant to pull them apart, but there you go. Um, they've got a pin for each other strap. So for the four straps, there's a pin, and the pin looks very much the same as the pin that you have on your door, mm. right? Where it has yep. a, it has a taper on one side of it. So you pull it up, grab your strap, push it down, click it in, grab the next one, click it in, etc., etc. Now it appears. It appears in the footage that uh, the Van Gisbergen car. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. One shoulder strap mm. stays attached to the, the um, uh, locking mechanism, yep. suggesting that one of the pins has been made permanent. So when you turn 
it, it doesn't release. Now, um, you know, obviously you're not meant to alter those things because they're, you know, FIA, mm. SFI, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's, it's interesting what's going to unfold here. But what I'm waiting for is if it's, you know, proven that these guys have been tampering with it, um, as far as I'm concerned, the safety infringement is probably the worst form of cheating that you could possibly have. Will they take action against the team? Will no. the team be penalised? No, no, this will this will blow over. You reckon? Yeah, yeah not if we make over. enough noise about no, it or what. No, but it will blow over. <laughs> the problem I have with it also, it's an infringement on the on the safety rules, but it's also an, it, it gives them a, a, a an advantage. Oh, a massive advantage, a ma- massive. And that's a lot of people wouldn't understand. We probably need to explain that to some of our listeners. So when you're doing a driver change, exactly, you you need to buckle each one of those in, mm. right? So. Not so much on your short track events, but your endurance events, sand like down sand and down. Bathurst, yeah, and then, Bathurst, and then we've got we've got Gold Coast after Bathurst as right. well. When you do a driver change, and you have to do a number of driver changes now, and mm. the way the V8s do their thing, they make uh, everyone do like Formula One. You got yep. to have this stop and that and the other. So every time there is a driver change, that means that they have the potential. It may be a tenth of a second. Mm. It may be two tenths. But I'll tell you what, for someone that's gotten in and out of, you know, I mean, that that's the thing with drag racing. Every time you do a lap, you get into that car and you get out of it. You don't go out and do 10 laps buckling up. Those bloody shoulder belts and where they end up when you take them off, mm. <laughs> right? It's a pain in the ass. So I can understand why they've done it because you slide into the car, you put your arm through the, that's that because right. it's already attached, right? Mm. And, and you're good to go. But you need to slide your leg and your arm through. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's a bit of trickery. Getting back out, it's the same thing. So I can see where the, the safety issue is in this. And I can also see where there is a big advantage because you don't have to fumble around looking for that belt. Yeah. But, you know, look, I hope that uh, cams, if not the V8 supercars... You know, because it all falls under cams. Mm. Anyone that didn't know that, all motor racing in this country has to be uh, recognised by cams uh, for it to be recognised by FIA because FIA has given cams the uh, power. Yep. So they control. That's why Andra is recognised by cams. None of the other guys are. Yeah. Just, you yep. know. So, yeah, hopefully cams will go, you know what, this is... And, and give them a fine. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. The other interesting V8, I haven't got it on the notes, but there was announced today that V8 supercars will be going to South Australia next year at Talem's Bend Raceway. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You know what? They showed some pictures of the joint. It's it's still got a way to go. So, it'll be it's August next year. Um, but it's... Um, Is yeah, the bitumen down? No. It didn't appear to be in the photos that they... Unless they were old photos that they showed today, but... It didn't appear to be bitumen down, but I'm sure they're on top of it over there in South Australia. I'm sure. Well, they got, you know, the owners are not short of a quid, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. So, yep. So, uh, I'm trying to find my notes here on the MotoGP. MotoGP. You do want my notes. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. They don't have any seatbelt issues on the MotoGP. No, no. None whatsoever. <laughs> Unfortunately, the only issues that was had on that weekend was Mark Marquez's backflip. He couldn't couldn't quite master that after his after his win, but that was about the only drama he had. <laughs> I at didn't Aragon. see that. Oh, he fell on he fell on his bum, but it was um, yeah, it was an interesting race from Aragon. 
Very interesting. Look, looked hot. I, I gotta tell you, okay. I don't care what anyone says. Valentino Rossi. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what the? He had a broken leg three weeks ago. He just made everyone. And who was it? Uh, Zarco. Yeah. Zarco said uh, that for anyone that qualified behind Rossi, they should be embarrassed, right? Because yeah, he broke his leg. It was what? three weeks ago. Three, but before the race, three weeks before the race. I think it was only two weeks. Yeah, before that's the what race. I mean. I think it was like fourteen days yeah, or thirteen yeah. days, something like that. Yeah. Yep. That is unbelievable. Mm. Right? He qualified what third? Yeah, third. He actually in quali- in practice he was the fastest in practice. <laughs> yeah. With with a broken leg. Broken leg. Yep. Yep. That's um anyway, anyway, so uh it was an interesting start to the race. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see. Um, I know you're not a Jorge fan. Are no, you? no, 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 no. Not a fan of George. Um, yeah, but but you know I am a Ducati fan. So yeah. it was uh, he he qualified uh, first. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and uh, he he was streaking away there at, at the start of the race. But I'd say uh, he was on a different tire. Uh, is that is that what the story yeah, was? Marquez's yeah, Marquez's tyre, he went for the medium uh, and that seemed to prevail at the end of the race. Yeah, as it will, as yeah. it will. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about Davizioso and his mm. ability to uh, save the tyre. Um, you noticed that earlier on this season or, the, you know, the beginning of the season, Zarco would always get out, like basically yeah. crash bandicoot his way through everyone and, mm. and um, run fast. But... You know, the tyre eventually goes off. Yeah. And that's when not only are you going to be challenged by the other guys because their tyre is getting better, mm. uh, but, but, you know, your tyre is getting worse. So your mm. ability to uh, to keep up, let alone, yeah. um, you know, challenge those guys, it, it di- disappears. So, uh, you know, Marquez rode a, a good solid race as we expect to see from him. He yeah. has matured so much. He's very confident. He's very patient. Mm. And um, he just chipped away, chipped away. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of times there where there was a few mistakes from, from a few different riders. There was. There was an early mistake from Rossi where he ran mm. wide. Yeah. And, um, you know, anyway. So where, where they finished was Marquez first, mm. uh, Danny Petrosa right up his rectum. Yeah. Like he yeah. was... He had a good turn of events for him because Pedrosa, we were we were questioning him and his bike at the last race. Mm, he came mm. almost dead smoking last, yep. and he really uh, responded to that challenge. This yeah, week. he did definitely, definitely. Uh, Vignali's in fourth, mm. and uh, Rossi in fifth. I think that the sad one out of it was Davizioso because yeah. you know he just had a shocking race. Yeah, he came in sixth. I haven't got on there, but he came in sixth, and uh, I think it's looking difficult for him now. Looking difficult in the championship, yeah, which is sad, you know. Same with Vignali's. The beginning of the season, we both, you know, thought that he would. Um, he yeah, we did. He came out. He came out strong. Vignali's he did. He at did. The start. He did. But uh, he's petted off. So, yeah. You know, I mean, there's still a few more races left. Yeah. Um, and the, the points are still not that. You know. I mean, it's the opportunities there for someone else to take. Oh, it, it definitely it, is. Yeah, at we this still stage, got Japan, and then they're, they're straight after Japan, so they're going to the Twin Ring Motegi, 
in Japan, and then straight after the weekend after that, they're here in Australia, Phillip Island. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 um it's still doable, but it's it's a it's more difficult. Let's put it that way. It's gonna be um anyway. It's yep. gonna go to the wire, I reckon. No doubt. It's gonna be close. Okay. I think we've covered everything, Nick. We have. We have. I mean, we don't... You... So, the Camry. The Camry, yeah. The Camry. That's... We're getting there. We're getting there. We, um, so, we drove the uh, uh, the new Camry CSI Superleggero. It's amazing. <laughs> the torque and power. We have a problem. Before we did all the work to the car, it would do a burnout. No dramas. <laughs> Smoke both front tyres. Fill the workshop full of smoke. Uh, now it won't. <laughs> so, um, but then when you gun it, it's got no traction. So, yeah, I don't think we're really moving in the right direction. Although we've got a car that actually drives now and we didn't, and we actually probably were questioning whether we would at any point in time. Um, so, so where we're at now is um, we've got two ECUs, mm-hmm. right? One to run the transmission, one to run the engine. Um, and Jamie came past and picked up the wiring harness. That's Jamie from Shift Kits yep, Australia. Shift Kits Australia. Um, who doesn't just do shift kits. He does uh, beautiful EFI harnesses. He modifies, uh, you know, he can, He he's like yourself. He's a, a, a diploma engineering mm. electronics. Um, and uh, yeah, he does all sorts of weird stuff. Yep. Can bus you know, yeah, okay. um, gets tacos that are meant to talk to engines to work and, you know. So, yeah, he's got the wiring harness. He's um, putting that together for us. Um, the bottom end, uh, which we, you know, I don't, I don't know whether... So, what we've done is we, we've got a car that's running. We've done the hot side, the cold side, the cold side for the turbo. Mm. And... Um, it's ready to fit, and now I'm starting to look at because we've got such a big traction problem with the NA. So what's it going to be like when it's boosted? It's it's going to be yeah. ten times worse. So starting to look at what we can do to get to hook up. Uh, Stewie from WA Suspensions um, gave us a few bits and pieces to okay. have a fiddle with to see whether I can um, uh, get them to work. I don't know if I can. I had a look at it today and thought that's probably not going to work. But all right, okay. <laughs> but I'm going to give give it a crack. So anyone out there? that uh, wants to give us a hand. We're looking for a few things. Uh, Callover conversions, like the threaded tube with the nuts, um, adjustable top strut mounts that I can modify. Um, what else? Uh, batteries. Mm. Um, lithium ion batteries, like lots of them. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of them. Uh, probably 12 of them. If you've got and charges for them, so any battery suppliers that listen to the show that want to, you know, maybe throw some batteries our way, <laughs> we'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's been it's been it's been a very steep learning curve for myself as well. I I didn't think we'd progress this this quickly this this far. You know, in I actually think we've done a well, not me. You've done a lot of work, and I I can't believe we've progressed this far, and we've yeah. still got a running car. Yeah that's you know not that far off from being no no i think we're getting there i like i've got injectors left to get um we've got to make the surge tank and 
uh, I have to modify the suspension. I've got no choice on that one because there is no way this thing's going to hook. It doesn't. I cannot believe this thing does. Not that we've been out on the road and done this, but this thing does power burnouts that you know rival my old <laughs> and Capri or Cortina. And it's naturally aspirated. You what it's going to be like with boost. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. We haven't put the turbo part of it over to that that car yet. So. It's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we just, yeah, got to suck it and see see how we go. Do you watch Marty and Moog at all? You haven't watched uh, Mighty Car Mods? They're no. On YouTube. So, yeah, look, there's a few things that, that the last week I've had a lot of people, I don't. I mean, I didn't think that we'd released any videos lately, but no. I've had a lot of people come into work telling me that they, you know, follow the podcast and they watch the videos and stuff and there's a, there's a few things that they've been talking about mighty calm oh that's that's who it was captain scud i was oh, gonna okay. get captain scud to come on the show who's give us some pointers who's that don't you know who captain no. scud is oh mate you've got to google him captain scud captain scud came to my workshop today yeah right yep yep came down to say good day came down to tell us we're doing a fantastic job with the podcast and and uh very keen to see the camry reckons he might uh <laughs> he reckons he might be able to get some ideas and give it back to his cousin bros over in NZ, eh? Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so uh, I've been hassled about Mighty Car Mods, mm. right? Scotty's show, mm. right? And uh, also, uh, Bozza. Have you ever heard oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bozzer yeah. with the RT charges. That's the one, yeah. 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 Bozzinator. Yeah, Bozzinator. <laughs> Bozzinator. So, uh, he does some pretty good stuff. I, he's, he's very professional. Yeah. His videos are very professional. Mm. And I believe he's got uh, a lot of talent there. Unfortunately, yeah. we're all stuck in WA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the movie industry is going nowhere. Mm. <laughs> but now I watched Mighty Car Mods last night, actually, on YouTube. And I... I, I these guys are pretty they're funny they're much funnier than, than myself but um they built a toyota cresta now i don't even i didn't know what a cresta was but it's a variation of a cresta from the 80s yeah they yeah imported yeah. it from japan yeah but that's a, rear drive yeah rear drive yeah. now listen been to been there and done that nick been rear there. drive <laughs> they've put a ladder bar in the back end of it right it's got a fall link in it Oh, maybe they're IRS, those ones. No, this one was an IRS version. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. they put yeah. a ladder bar in the back, 9-inch. Put a BA uh, XR6 turbo motor in it. Really? Yeah. W- wouldn't you put a 2J in it? Nah, nah. <sighs> they, did, they put a Ford XR6 motor in it. And oh, well, at least they didn't put an LS in it. <laughs> they got it to run 990s. Is that fast? I thought it was not too bad, really. really? Yeah, I thought it was okay. It, you know, Rob's got, like... Stocky FGs that weigh like ten thousand pounds more running. Yeah, yeah. You probably. I mean, they cut a lot out of this car in saying that. They really, cut a lot. I mean, a lot. There was not much left of it, but yeah. They... Maybe it was a stock four liter. No, it wasn't stock. <laughs> no, no. You know the the guys the roadkill guys are a mm. bit like that. Some of the stuff. Well, I think they're really funny and it's a really mm. cool show. But some of the stuff you look at it and go, is that. Is that as quick as it went? <laughs> I think they say that as well, but I think <laughs> I think there is um, acknowledging of their failures as as much as anyone else is. Whenever I see stuff like that, mm. right, I it, it always brings me back to uh, the V eight supercars deciding to make the Ute series turbo diesel. It's like <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Yeah. 
Wow, that car runs 15 standard, and you guys managed to get it to run 18s. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. You took V8 utes and replaced them with four-wheel drive-looking two-wheel drive turbo diesel utes. That was a good move. I'm sure that's going to get a great following. So I'm waiting to see the, the, the VW... I don't know if I pronounce this correctly. Torag? Is that how yeah. you say it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's it's, that's, uh, that's called Amarok. Oh, that's Amarok. That's not Turag. a Torag. No, no, Torag is different. The Torag is a wagon, whereas the the Amarok is the Ute version. Oh, there you go. You yeah. learn something new every day. Yeah, there you go. Leave it to me. Eh? <laughs> All right, let's let's put a, a lid on this. Eh? Let's let's just thank our sponsors, so all fast torque converters. That's you over there, Shift Kits Australia. Thanks oh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. just sorry to interrupt you. Um, our billet aluminium bolt together converters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been moving a few of them. Have you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm as surprised as as you are. <laughs> Where have they been going to? Uh, in Australia, mm. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, traditionally, when you're spending that kind of, well, we're still cheaper than the Yanks, but when you're spending that kind of money, people tend to buy them from America because they think that the American ones are better. But yep. um, uh, yeah, we had a, you know, a couple of people ask about them. Um, as part of the deal, I've flown over and uh, pulled them apart in front of them, got yep. them to reassemble them. Showed them the different stators so they could change the stall speed, make them understand, like taught them a little bit about the torque multiplication, what the RPM curve does, et cetera, mm. et cetera, so they can look at their data and change it. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's all been very, very positive. So, um, you know, we're going to move forward with that. Also, uh, a, a lot, uh, you know, Power Cruise is just around the corner. Yeah. Uh, I think we have we got one more podcast before Power Cruise. We will do. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Uh, no, no, we won't actually. We won't. No, we won't. No. Well, I've got, got a couple of cars in the shop. Some. No, we won't. No. Very, very strange conversions. All right. Like um, the one that I'm working on at the moment, which I'm hoping I'll get done uh, before the end of this week. So hopefully before the podcast goes to air, a uh, BMW turbocharged and we're fitting a C4 to it. Yeah, that you were working on that on Saturday as well. I was making the adapter mm, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. That's the, to go between the um, the ZF bell housing and the mm. C4 transmission. Yeah, okay. So uh, today we did the um, uh, shift amount, the cross member, and um, uh, I started assembling the transmission and the converter's done because we had to work out the heights and that. Phil at Final Drive's doing the um, tail shaft. So fingers crossed we'll get everything mm. uh, in and he can go and have some fun. You can't really, for some reason, the ZF doesn't really like the uh, <laughs> the three and a half litre turbo. <laughs> it's, not, it's not liking life at all. Why, why am I not surprised? <laughs> so yeah, there's a few, few oddballs that... Uh, and it's a usual last minute racing, everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. goes, oh, yeah, I should be able to get it done the day before. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, all fast torque converters, Shift Kits Australia, SCM Performance, Charlie, um, Paul at Keys Transmissions, Trevor at BG Mechanical, um, 
Challenge batteries as well. Yeah, Challenge batteries. Challenge yep, batteries. Yep. And and uh, Mick at Overboost has been helping us out with some bits yep. and pieces. Yep. And Shh. and uh, uh, Robert Monster Talks offered. Uh, uh, if we want to use the hub dyno, because front wheel drive is a little bit scary on the rollers. Yeah, okay. So when we, we get to that point, we'll... Um, yep. Uh, also, the uh, Peter from Engine... Remember Peter? Engine Protection? Oh, Peter, yeah. Peter yeah, yeah. Gardner. Peter Gardner, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, they looked after us for some bends for the exhaust and oh, okay. other bits yep. and pieces. Yep. So, um, yeah. Stewie Bond at WA Suspensions. WA, that's correct, yeah. And Johnny Alardi as well, Benzene's Detailing. He's going to give the car one final lick over before we head off on our... Jesus, has well. he seen the car? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm telling you now, if he gets that car clean, he will officially be our biggest sponsor. Because <laughs> I reckon if you drop that off, right, if you drop that off at a detailer, the bill would be more than all of the cars that we've bought. <laughs> Anyway, Johnny's come on board as well. He wanted to help Johnny, out. Johnny, you don't know what you've gotten yourself into, mate. You do not know what we've... Johnny, I'll give it a wash before. I'll just give it a hose over before before I drop it off. <laughs> so, so uh, oh, the other thing is anyone that uh, uh, does uh, vinyl wrap or, or mm. wants to throw in some vinyl wrap, we're thinking about putting a little bit of a stunt on the boys there over east. So if you're keen, let us know. No, that'd be good. That'd be good. All right, well... Oh, it's time to go, Nick. It is time to go. <laughs> so, thank you. Oh no, one one last what, thing. One that last I just, one I, that I just want to mention. We are we have done a voiceover. We talked about it last week. So get on to the Girls Talk and Kids Educate Facebook page. Support their their cause. Uh, they're currently running an anti. Well, they're filming an anti-bullying campaign. That will be debuted at the Perth Motorplex on the 28th of October, which is the opening meet. And that that video there was just a promotion that they've done to promote anti-bullying. So get on board. We've done the voiceovers for that. And I was very thankful to Andy for asking us to do that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andy. That was excellent. So yeah, get on board. All right. That is it. We are done. We are cooked. It is... One hour seventeen, incredible. So um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook. Oh, and Con as well. Con, Con won the T-shirt. Uh, oh the, yeah. yeah, Con, Con. So I got to catch up with Con this week and and drop his T-shirt off. The No Fair Camry. The No Fair Camry. <laughs> so thanks, Con, and thanks for everyone that shared the video as well and the subsequent uh, we when we drew it as on. Well, we didn't draw it. We decided, but we did a video on the weekend as we, well. We had some really good ones right at the end. Yeah, that flag yeah, four was flag a four. Pearl. Yeah, that was a pearler. Yeah. What was the other one? Scamry. Scamry. Yeah, Scamry yeah, yeah, cool yeah, yeah. That's well. a that's a good one. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, even our wives entered as well. Mario Kart, your wife submitted Mario Kart. <laughs> and tax you know, oh, from my yeah, I've got an announcement to make. Oh, what's that? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a dad. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> well done. That's excellent news. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we really are ending this podcast on a high, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty life-changing, I guess. Amazing. Yeah. So the, the Mario Kart thing, for those that don't work with my wife and wouldn't wouldn't know what it is when i started dating nicole uh you know everyone noticed that there was this italian guy dropping her off at the airport and picking her up and she wouldn't tell anyone my name so they nicknamed me mario right (laughs) so um i I thought that was quite funny because 
Nicole looks a lot like Princess Peach. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. So, so uh, you know the whole Mario Kart thing. Because at the end of Mario Kart, if you win, which which I've I've finished Mario Kart, of course, you know <laughs> who hasn't. You uh, you get to kiss Princess Peach. Yeah, right. You know? Okay. So so, uh, so there you go. That's where she would have got Mario Kart from. Now that's excellent news. I mean, you you told me uh, a few weeks ago, but that's excellent. Am I allowed to say that? What's that? You told me a few weeks ago. Yeah, you can tell whatever <laughs> you want. So no, that is excellent news. So you're you know that's 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 really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Oh, I bet you are. <laughs> so life will... No, life... I was going to say life will change. It doesn't change. It, it does a little bit, but it's for the better. Well, I don't sleep best. anyway. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to make it yeah, different. I know. The only <laughs> thing is I, I haven't figured out how I'm going to breastfeed the kid. It's, <laughs> I'm going to be waking her up. Nicole, get up. Get That's up. it. <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the street. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.